On BYUSN, there's a new sheriff in town. BYU names their 14th university president. Why is this a huge deal for BYU athletics? Plus, this time next year, which BYU football player will be the best NFL prospect? Questions for days. We'll try and give you some answers. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter for BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, March 22nd, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, alongside presidential hopeful here in Studio B, Jerem Jordan. Heck no. Uh, but uh, exciting to have Shane Reese as the new president coming up May 1st. Shout out to Kevin Worthen, who did an excellent job the last nine years. I'm particularly excited about Shane Reese because he's in my stake presidency. I know Shane already, and he is a fantastic dude. I could not be more excited for Shane and for BYU because uh, he is amazing. Much more on Shane coming up in the program. His potential impact oh, yeah. we'll discuss. Fui Vakapuna will join the program, one of our all-time favorites on the alumni game, the Cougar running backs, what he sees this year. How much was BYU worth in the Big 12 uh, negotiations for the new TV contract. One Forbes columnist weighs in. Surprising number there. And the winner of All-Around Champions Season 5, Lily Brooke, joins the program. But first, here are today's headlines. Beginning with BYU baseball, who hit four, count them, four home runs yesterday and erupted for six runs in the eighth inning to earn a 15-7 win over cross-county rival Utah Valley. That marks 14 straight wins over UVU for the Cougars. The Batcats now getting set for a three-game series with St. Mary's this week, game one tomorrow. First pitch at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Softball loses to Boise State 8-3 as seen on the BYU TV app. Yesterday, the Cougars had seven hits, left six on. Cougars' next game is against Utah State Thursday. This game moved up to 4 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. BYU women's basketball signee Kaylee Woolston named Miss Basketball in the state of Utah by the Deseret News. Baller! She can play. Woolston led Lone Peak in back-to-back -back Class 6A state titles. She averaged almost 21 points a game, eight rebounds a game, a couple of assists per game, and she's pretty good defensively, averaging almost two steals per contest. She made 78 three-pointers. <laughs> her senior season. Welcome to BYU Women's Basketball. She can shoot it, man. Brigham Andrus, uh, appropriately named, and Red Owen of the tennis team on the WCC Doubles Team of the Week after wins against Texas Tech and Oregon. BYU's the first WCC school to have three different pairings for Doubles Team of the Week. Next matchup, at Gonzaga, future Big 12 homie, question mark, Friday night. Brigham's dad sold me my minivan. Fun fact. Your minivan? Nice. <laughs> Indeed. That's on brand. <laughs> How about BYU Swim and Dive, specifically senior swimmer Brad Prolo and diver Mickey Strauss, who will compete in the NCAA Championships held in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Competition starts today. In fact, it's happening right now and runs through Saturday. Luckily, that's indoors. The only child's had 18 points, 20 rebounds for the Hamburg Towers in Germany, who beat Budenkastnast Valley. Mm -hmm. Is that a real team? 94-69, uh, just dominated them. <laughs> I love your accent whenever you read those names. <laughs> Glockenspiel. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. They call him El Presidente. Who does? Shane Reese, named the 14th president of Brigham Young University. We were reminded yesterday of his incredible impact on literally thousands of statistics students and just students in general. 
as the academic vice president. He was an analytics guy for sure by nature. He turned down a job with the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Jerem, why is President Reese, along with, you know, turning down a job for the Philadelphia Eagles, knowing he's in the sports community, a big deal for BYU Athletics as the new president. I can't speak to the academic part. That's for everybody else here. But we talk about athletics on this program, certainly. He is, first off, a big BYU sports fan. He has uh, athletics uh, in mind, obviously, being in the administration. Um, but he's, he's a fan of BYU sports. He wants BYU sports uh, to be uh, as, as good as they can. He will be the president when BYU enters the Big 12. That's a big deal. Also, yeah. in a couple of years, whenever the time is, he will be uh, you know, part of the team that selects the new athletic director whenever Tom Homo's done. I don't see Tom here for another 10 years. You know what I mean? Maybe it's one, two, three. I don't know how much time Tom has left, but whenever Tom's done, um, and Tom has earned you know, the right to be here basically as long as he wants, it feels like. He's a legend. That, that uh, President Reese, Shane, which to me Shane, he's in my stake, my stake presidency, he will be part of the group that picks the next guy. So he's got some really important um, decisions uh, to make here and obviously is in those Big 12 conversations coming up. And uh, as we learned, you know, he and Gil Fellingham in the stats department worked with the BYU volleyball teams, United States Volleyball, yes, Andy Reid yes. when he was with the Eagles. Um, you know, Sister Worthen uh, mentioned in her conversation yesterday in the devotional that, hey, Shane likes to predict what the score will be. Yes, he's, a, he's an analytics guy. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, from the BYU athletics front, he cares about what happens with BYU sports. And I can tell you this, he gets it. Not everyone gets it. But uh, he is uh, as good of a choice, I think, as they possibly could have had. We, we heard some rumblings that there might be a new president. Um, you know, Shane's been in the administration as the academic vice president. I could not be more excited because I know Shane, and I just think he's a great fit, and BYU's in great hands starting on May 1st when he takes over. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say he's president Moneyball. That's a great movie, and uh, he, he's going to believe strongly in the numbers. And Except BYU have a bigger budget <laughs> than the A's with the $50 million in the TV contract, up to 50 So, side story, for whatever reason, I often end up on many of the same flights as President Reese and his wife, Wendy. In fact, we have a running joke going because there were a couple of flights this year where I was, first one, I was putting my bag in the overhead compartment, and one of the Delta flight attendants is like, sir, sir, sir there's room up here, there's room up here. And I was like, okay, apparently it's a big deal that I don't put my bag here. And so... <laughs> like, no, I want it here! Every, every time they Roll see me, now, they're like, sir, we have a problem with your luggage. Uh, we're we're going to need you to, to move that again. And so that's become uh, <laughs> a running joke at the Reese's because we travel a lot together. But I can tell you this, every interaction I've had with them, whether it's on a plane or off or at a game, has always been greeted with like the warmest smile and such an enthusiasm for BYU sports. I don't know how that translates to BYU athletics specifically. I feel like it's a good thing, like because they are huge BYU sports fans, and they will be ultra supportive of BYU's push into the Big 12. But you brought up the number one thing that's going to happen early in President Reese's tenure as the 14th president at Brigham Young University, and that is he's going to have to be heavily involved in the hiring of a new athletic director. That's at the top of the list. Who's the guy that will take over for Tom Homo? And these aren't just, I mean, President Reese talked about filling in for huge shoes, taking over for President Worthen. 
Whoever takes over for Tom Homo is replacing the guy that brought in Dave Rose, brought in Bronco Mendenhall, ushered BYU out of a dark age in football and basketball, in a way, and got them back to prominence, then ventured into independence and got BYU into a power five scenario. Like, this isn't just any decision. This is, this is a huge task to find the right guy to lead BYU now that we're venturing into Power 5 status, and President Reese is going to be heavily involved in that. That's, that is top of the list. And, and whenever Tom's done, right? That could be in a couple years still. But, I don't want um, Tom to leave for a long time, but I, I kind of feel at like... At some point he will. He's, he's earned the right to rest. It's, he's been through so I, much. I would hope Tom gets a couple years in the Big 12, just kind of see BYU yeah, in that, oh, right? 100%. You've worked so hard to get yes, to that point. Yes, yes. Um, also, he'll be the guy that figures out what we're, what we're doing with Provo High. Because right now it's the old high school still where you and I called games at BYU. I've got grand Bulldog visions for that property. I would love for there to be a football-specific complex or another um, – wait, isn't the SAB already that? I'm talking like a facility that, like basketball, they can use whenever they want. Right now they cannot. They use it when they want, but there's also intramurals and golf in there. But can we just have one facility for that? Yeah. Football-specific um, indoor football practice specific facility. Football-specific indoor – or you make another one that's for everybody else. Because football, I'd love for them to just click-clack their way across that intersection right into that facility, and then they're good. Or build a state-of-the-art one, because now that one is good, but it's 03. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, 23, right? It's 20 years old. 20 years old, typically, you got to make some renovations, you know? Um, by the way, they do have new lights in the IPF which don't buzz as much. That's a big deal for us when we go and record stuff because like, like a bunch of just wasps up in the corner while we're recording something. Shane Reese is going to do great work at BYU. Very excited about him. Um, and obviously campus is growing a ton. We've got a new music building. The Harris Fine Arts Center is yeah, coming yeah. down. Like, There's a lot going on always. It's crazy to see the demolition of that building. I know. I got some uh, raw feelings the yes. other day walking by that because uh, we used to shoot True Blue. I'm sitting there with Holly Rowe as a student shooting True Blue in the basement there. Um, yeah, some, some really exciting stuff with Shane Reese. But, yeah, super excited. Great selection. Mm. Um, excited to see him uh, here at BYU as the next president. Maybe we buried the lead because I got a buddy that you know as well, Corey Yoshimura, who's a huge yeah. BYU fan, lives in Tokyo. He got a parking ticket, President Reese, when he was here on a recent visit. Um, I'm going to try and have uh, you clear that up for him. <laughs> What's your first order of business? He lives in Tokyo. <laughs> clear up this parking ticket. All right, now to topic two. All right, a year from now, who will be BYU's best NFL prospect? We think a year ahead. We're not like, oh, this year's draft? We're, pa- we're past that. Uh, next year's NFL prospect. I'm inclined to say Kingsley Suomata'ia because BYU is now in back in the offensive lineman pipeline to the NFL game. Left tackle specifically. Brady, yes, exactly. With uh, Brady Christensen, now Blake Freeland, and... We think Kingsley's probably going to slide over to the left side. No, that's in Sharpie. Yeah, okay, yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> that's, no, that's happening. That's not a question, right? Yeah. BYU is really good protecting the blind side of their right handed quarterbacks with great left tackles. So my immediate response is Kingsley Suomataia. I would love for it to be somebody else because Kingsley's firm. If, if it's somebody else that's the top prospect, they've had an unbelievable season. And I think it can be one of two guys specifically either Isaac Rex or Keaton Slovis. This is the contract year for Keaton Slovis. He's a free agent after his final year in college at BYU. 
We've talked to John Beck about this. He feels like BYU is the place where he can once again display in full health with a healthy shoulder what he can do because he was flying up draft boards after his freshman season at USC. And yeah, yeah. After people a loss were saying to BYU. he was going to be a top three quarterback <laughs> drafted. Okay, and then things kind of just spiraled, pun intended, down for Slovis. Arm it, soreness, uh, yeah. system. Yeah, didn't work out. Didn't work out at Pitt. Yep. Lost the opportunity to throw to a I'm talking to SC that second year, yeah. too. Kind of got hurt. Jackson Dart's kind of emerging there. New coach comes in. He's year. like, yeah. okay, I guess I'm going to leave. And Caleb Williams wins the Heisman at USC under Lincoln Riley. And so now Keaton Slovis has worked his way into Pro Bowl. But I feel like he's all in. And he is a guy that could go from off the NFL draft radar, at least draft pick radar, and work his way into a sure thing draft pick if he has a good season at BYU, especially yeah. helping BYU in the Big 12. So if it's not Kingsley Suamatia, I think it's probably going to be Keaton Slovis. Isaac Rex is another guy who was on Mel Kuyper's you know, top 10 tight ends board at one point. Then he went through a significant injury. Didn't really implement himself into a major part of the offense last year. He, he was playing hurt the whole time. Yeah, he it, he, he didn't probably feel good. came back too early, but to his credit, he wanted to play, and he was a leader in that way. But he was not 100%. He, the, frankly, he was getting shot up to practice, and he'd get limited reps. He's a just, warrior, He man. was doing what he could do. Isaac's incredible. Like, behind the scenes, you don't know, but I'm just telling you, we, we know. He was not 100%. No, and I think it's okay to go there now. Like, yes, it's okay to go there now. He is going to be 100% when the season starts. Yeah. I can't wait to see what a healthy Isaac yes. Rex does. He's going to be able to run a little better. Yes, with yep. a quarterback that specializes in short to intermediate throws and implements the middle of the field with the tight end I, I, more. I'm going to say it again. Dallin Hulker uh, transferred too early. Um, he would have been a huge uh, weapon Part in this of, offense. Yeah, the BYU but, offense. But obviously, you know, uh, Dallin wanted a different experience. Who do you got at number one? Kingsley, no, no question. Um, number two, so basically we're asking who's number two. My hope is that Keaton's number one. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the hope, and that uh, Kingsley would be too. He's had an amazing season. What if, if Aiden, Ro- Aiden Robbins goes for like 1,300 yards, and the NFL prospects just start drooling over 6'3", 230? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know what his speed is. Hopefully it's like 455 or something, where it's like, hey, for a guy that big, that's pretty incredible. This is QBU, uh, again, to some degree, if Keaton can get drafted. And if Jaron's uh, drafted... We're hoping, yeah, you can go three left tackles in a row, three quarterbacks in a row. Now we're talking. If you told me, okay, what besides quarterback is the position that you want to be, BYU to be great at, I would say left tackle more than any other yeah, spot. Offensive line because, in general. Yes. Well, left, no, left tackle specifically. Like Blindside taught us the value of that, right? Um, the book and the movie. Um, left tackle specifically. Then I would say running back, right? BYU's got some guys that they're excited about. Eddie Heckard could have a year where he was told – hey, we need some more film from you. And in the Big 12, he'll have opportunities to defend in the pass, to defend in the run game, to get a couple of picks. Malik Moore could be interesting. Don't forget about Connor Pay, who was the number one graded, um, what was it, pass blocker for centers yep. in the country by PFF. Isaac Rex is a great one. I think a healthy Isaac Rex could be like a, a day three kind of pick guy. Can BYU get a defensive lineman picked in Tyler Batty or Isaiah uh, Banya? That would be nice, too, to where one of those guys has such a great year that they are a late-round pick. I don't care what round with anybody on defense at this point. Ben Bywater, Max Tulick could be interesting. Max is a little light, I think, for the NFL. He's more safety kind of features, and I'm not sure he's fast enough. 
But at linebacker, perhaps he could work his way into an undrafted free agent spot. Tyler Batty is another guy that's played hurt most of his BYU career that people just don't know about it. He's played hurt the majority of his BYU career. Let's get him healthy. Let's give him Sione Puja as a defensive line coach. Let's get him a different – see what happens. Let's get him a different scheme that maybe highlights his skill set a little better. And obviously he's got to develop in a way within that. Our question of the day, one year from now, who will be – the best BYU NFL prospect. Scott Solberg answers on Twitter. I think it's Kingsley Suamataia by a decent margin. Amen. We yep. tend to agree. Yep. Obviously, Slovis, if he plays well, and I think Eddie Heckard could rocket up the boards if he has a good year. Like, Eddie's a little undersized. That's kind of his deal, and that's probably why he wasn't, like, P5 out of the gate. But he has P5 uh, skills. Like, this, <laughs> this dude's a baller. Hopefully he has a year where he can showcase himself. His thing might have just been exposure. Like, has he been exposed in, in a way that he can really uh, jump into the NFL conversation? I'm really excited about the secondary starters. Yeah. Malik Moore, That's Michael Harper, yeah, Jacob Robinson, Eddie Heckard. Who are the guys the just backups. behind those four? I'm very excited about the starters. What's the depth like? That's a challenge and a concern for Jay Hill to address. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, Friday's BYU Football's Pro Day. It's coming up. We got you two hours live from the indoor practice facility. We'll show you as much as we possibly can of that event, 12 to 2 Eastern on BYU Sports Nation Friday. Up next, former BYU and NFL running back Fui Vakapuna joins us in studio as we continue our countdown to the alumni game. Is Fui ready to run over a few old guys? <laughs> this is BYU Sports. Isn't it flag football? <laughs> it is caught! Touchdown! Greatest moment in BYU football alumni game history. <laughs> it's like, where are you going? <laughs> Don't you dare say football history. Oh, yeah. Qualifiers. And top Clay Brown in 80. <laughs> we are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. Oh. To my left sits Jerem Jordan. And just across the way in the Cougar Council Room is former NFL and BYU running back Fui Vakapuna. The countdown to the alumni game. Fui, welcome What's to the up, show. Fui? Hey, how art thou? <laughs> We're good. He, who was it? Uh, uh, you know, Joe Smith rolls up to Kirtland and says, Thou art the man. Uh, who was it? T- I can't remember who it was. Joe, I can't remember. How art thou? Thou art the man. <laughs> you are great. We, we, need to, we need to figure that out. Okay. Look at our crack research team on that. AK okay, Google. Someone okay. Google it. Someone Googling it behind the scenes. Uh, Fui, back for the alumni game, man. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest. Alumni game ever. Yeah, it, it really was. was. It was pretty incredible last yeah. year. How do you how do you top that? More fans, ten thousand fans. Good answer. You know? Well, it's yes. coming right after the scrimmage. I think yeah. a lot of people will stay, right? Yeah, six thousand. Hopefully, ten thousand. Right. Let's, come out and watch it. It's yeah. gonna be fun. It's it's such a fun environment, and atmosphere. Uh, last year, how much of a role did you have, and how is that going to evolve into this year's alumni game? You know, uh, I'm I'm a cheerleader, water boy. You know. Uh, <laughs> pick them up and uh, celebrate, and I'll, I'll be the, hopefully the one lifting whoever's catching the, you know, 
the game-winning the, the score. Game-winning score. <laughs> um, will we have anyone defect to the other team like Reno did last year? He switched teams yeah, mid-game. Yeah, that, that was, was a, that was a Reno moment. That's a Reno <laughs> moment. You know, it, it, it happens. But he's so versatile. You know, uh, we didn't think he was that versatile. Yeah, that's what we learned. He was that was that versatile. That was unique. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part of the whole game last year? Man, being being with the brothers. That, that was awesome from beginning to end, talking, catching up, uh, cracking jokes, just the, the, the whole works, right? Uh, they, they, they brought that environment, Jack the Mooney, Billy, John, all those guys, they, uh, Kalani, they, the, the whole, it, it was fun. It, it was great to, to, to reunite and, and get back, uh, get back to, to, see, to see Max too. So, man, he was just looking like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? There, like just, I know, man, you're Jack, bro. I know, and he was locked in on the field too. He came with a plan. Well, yeah, he's, he's still with it, right? As an offensive coordinator, yeah, he's see, still in the game. He's throwing. He's yeah. he's, he's scripting plays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, Will Snowden was locked in too. He brought his own plays. Obviously, he's got a lot yeah. going on with his family in, yeah. in football. But yeah, who 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 was the guy that took it the most serious last year? Man, you know. I would say in general the linebackers. You know, <laughs> you get the like, we can get play a catch. I guarantee you, like you see the highlights just at you know at the end the little you know little oh. Brian and Wani just little you know elbow right <laughs> right the after the catch. Like, like, like why is my yeah, back hurt? Like, man, like football. It gives us a, another week of aches and pains. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll blame the, the, the linebackers. Yeah, thanks for that. I'll be feeling that for the next two months. David Nixon, get off me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the best part about an opportunity like this? And, and how does this help BYU football moving forward, just as a whole product, to have a game like this? You know, it, it, it's, uh, it's home away from home, right? You, you get to... You get to uh, uh, feel a, a sense of belonging, a sense of brotherhood, a sense of uh, a, a love and camaraderie, and then to, to uh, get back to uh, feeling the fans and uh, seeing your, uh, your kids. I have a son, so to shout out to Robbie, wherever you are. <laughs> but uh, uh, to, to have them watch us, uh, that, you know, just bringing that sense of, of uh, home away from home. You, Blood, sweat, and tears on that field, and, and to to us players, I think it's a it's it's it's, it's a sacred. Mm. Yeah, it's really special, and you know, it's 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 not a game, but there's like a little piece of that that feels like it, like the competitive juice start flowing yeah. for you guys. Yeah. The intros are fun. Obviously, the finish last year was crazy, but we do want to flash back to one play in your career that we just really like that we want to hear oh, you describe. Man. Yeah. Oh, Against yeah. Tulsa, <laughs> if people went to this game, it was like the lightning delay. It was like oh. weird. Um, Okay, you had this run where you just refused to be tackled. You oh. and Curtis that day. Yeah. Curtis had a crazy run, too. Flash back to this moment against Tulsa and tell us what you remember from this run. This was incredible. Oh, man. Um, was it fourth quarter? Yes. Last, last yes. few seconds? Yes. I, I was just, uh, you know, backing up Curtis. That's really what I was doing. <laughs> and I was just trying to, uh, you know, find a way to uh, You're caught to for a four-yard loss two, right there. Three. Yeah. Four. That. Five. Six. I, was, I guess I was led by the spirit, the lightning, <laughs> and all that. <laughs> it was raining so hard. It was yeah. crazy. 
And, and the rain continued this moment, and people were going absolutely bonkers. Yeah, that was when this was happening. Look, yeah, seven look and at and Dallas, like Ray. We saw Dallas this week. Oh, He's still man. looking, yeah. uh, looking strong. This man. was your beast mode <laughs> moment. It was, yeah, I didn't get that touchdown, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful I had the opportunity. <laughs> Are you still in the same physical shape you were, you were when you were, we had you that know, run right now? No. <laughs> I. I Man, I, it hurt. I could see all the, the hurt in there, and uh, but it, you know, I'm, I'm just humbled. It just, oh man! Looking back, I'm like humbled right now. Yeah. That was that was a fun time. <laughs> you may um, have lost a tenth or two in your forty. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Little story time. Five one, two. One of, <laughs> one of my best friends, Justin McClellan, on his mission in Cincinnati, he said you bought him groceries one day. Oh man! Which is you're just. I know you're a nice guy, but I just want to shout you out. You just bought the oh. missionaries groceries. You're, you're like a, you know, a, a draft pick to the Bengals trying to yeah. make it on hard knocks yes. and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you hooked the missionaries up. You, you love the missionaries. Yeah, I, I definitely do. They, they, that's, the, that's, that's definitely the blood flow of the church and uh, the missionaries out there doing the work. I'm, I'm thankful for what they do for mm. sure. You're like his favorite player. Yeah, yeah. man. I need to buy more groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get a, a former BYU guy back on the Bengals. They're my jam, oh, Fooey. We had I, I, DC, I Daniel Coates, you know, and you on the team. Yeah, we were there. It was fun. It was fun. It was good times and uh, got to get to the playoffs over there one time. And that was, you know, uh, got to play with some great players, uh, T.O., Chad, Ocho, and Carson. Mm. Um, man, Ray. Domatop Peckle. Yeah, good good guys. <laughs> you're, you're now with the Office of Belonging. Yes. This is kind of a new thing the last the couple of years, of right? Belonging. Yes. The, the Office of Belonging, yes. The Office of Belonging. Office, yeah. Um, what, what are you guys up to? Obviously, um, you're trying to make sure everyone feels uh, like they belong at BYU. That's yeah. super important right now. What are you guys up to? Yeah, so uh, we're just trying to push out the mission of, uh, of the office, right, is uh, we're united uh, together. Uh, Common primary identity is that we're all children of God, right? And so one of our um, main goals is to bring a sense of belonging to, to BYU. And I help uh, Vice President uh, Carl Hernandez with that. And uh, it's awesome uh, for him to let us kind of run the, run the show over there and, and help out uh, from a university-based, community-based, small groups and individuals. So mm. however we can help out and, and, and bring a, uh, bring family. I think that's what it comes down to. And I always say that home away from home and uh, bring a sense of family and, uh, to BYU for, for the overall campus. Uh, hopefully we get to attain those things. Incredible work from you and uh, Vice President and, Hernandez. And it's super important. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. just a huge influence in the Black 14 yes. coming back to BYU before the Wyoming game. I thought awesome. that was a remarkable thing. That was so thing. cool. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, for you guys to let... Uh, uh, allow us to, to, to have the platform to, to help out with those guys over there in uh, Wyoming and, and uh, how they've been trail, trailblazing and how we can help support with the church and with uh, BYU football and athletics. Stuff. It was, uh, yeah, it, we all came united that day and that, that was awesome to see, mm. uh, see the love for sure. It was beautiful. It was like almost 50 years in the making. You yeah. know what I mean? It was really special. For sure. Really for special. Sure. Okay, um, when we talk about the running backs that BYU has this year, Obviously, going to the Big 12, new challenge. What do you think of Aiden Robbins and Hinkley Ropati and Miles yeah. Davis and these guys, LG Martin? Man, I, they, they're hard workers, right? And I think uh, we're, uh, when it comes to BYU running backs, we're, people don't really see it. But I think uh, what Jamal and uh, Tyler are doing, right, 
Uh, when when I just heard, overheard you guys say QBU, I'm like, man, RBU. You know, <laughs> last couple like, years it's been know? another level, has it not? We've been talking about that. So Tyson Williams is yeah. sticking in the NFL here and there, right? Yeah. Ravens and Cardinals. Obviously Jamal. Jamal. Jamal, yeah. And uh, of course Tyler. Yes. It's like, oh, they're sticking at the next level a little, Three, a yeah. little better. BYU running backs in the NFL, which is exciting. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. They're repping. They're repping. You know, they're repping the Y and they're repping. Uh, their families, uh, the names on their back. So it's awesome to see them uh, grow and uh, definitely, and, and to see what they do in the community. It's, it's awesome. But they're good guys individually in, uh, in, in, in what they do. So, man, I'm, I'm excited for our players, uh, for our players now uh, getting ready to uh, strap it up. And, I'm, I'm, man, it's going to be some hard-nosed football, I think. And, uh, yeah. I'm excited. Is Aiden Robbins like a video game version of some of these guys? 6'3", 230 with yeah. some good speed? Yeah, that's why, <laughs> man, that, I'm like, wow, man. I wish if I had like two inches, if I was, a, a tall, <laughs> if I was taller than two inches, I'd be a defensive end and be like Brady Popinga, right? <laughs> <laughs> you would have been the, the Brady <laughs> Popinga? Yeah. But, man, our running backs, they, I, I'm excited. They, I think it's going to be undercover. They're just going to come, and, and they're just going to surprise a lot of people. And uh, last year, Ropati killed it, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the end, and to see these guys come and compete and, and really uh, uh, step it up. And, and it's, it's opportunity, right? And if, if they get that opportunity, I, I guarantee they're going to take it and run with it for sure. Fui Vakapuna is on BYU Sports Nation. You played some fullback, too. You and yeah. Manasseh. I mean, yeah. I, and I feel like the fullback's kind of a lost start. Shout out to Houston <laughs> Haymooley as well. Yeah. Mason, Mason Wiggs played some fullback. Mason, yeah. Yeah. It's still in the playbook. How do, yeah. we, how, do we bring, how do we bring back more for the fullbacks? Is it a lost yeah. start? You know, Kalani's a fullback, so I, I, you know, shout out to Kalani and say, hey, man, just throw the fullbacks out there. You know, I know, you know, they'll, they'll, if you give them the ball, you know, like a, a, a fourth in inches or fourth and one, They'll, they'll get that for you or get that touchdown for you, those short yardages or a flat route, you know. So shout out to the fullbacks out there. So it's, 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 it is a dying breed, but I would say the new fullback are tight ends, right? It's, it's that. It's kind of H-back that H can play yeah. both, right? And play that's both. what Mason Wake is. Yeah, I, I'll yeah. say Johnny, is a, if, if he was uh, playing at this time, I think he would be a, a, a solid Harleen? Harleen. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah I, I could see him. Just with that. his guitar in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Fooey, cool. great to talk with you, man. Yeah. Congratulations on everything you have going Always on. Always good to see you guys. Belonging. Can't wait to watch you play in the alumni game again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we got to invite uh, president, new, our new president, Reese. 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 Come out, you know, flip, flip the coin oh. or quarter or anything or be I, on our team. I guarantee he's going to be there. I guarantee he's going to show up. He, awesome. he loves that stuff. Right on. Unless Ooh. he's got a previous out of town. Yeah. You know? Great to see you, brother. Thank you, guys. I hope the next time I see you, we're on a golf course and it's warm. Let's do it. Yes. A couple <laughs> weeks, hopefully. Golf, guys. Yes. Golf. Golf. The new frontier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, join us uh, March 31st, as we mentioned. The alumni game is going to be, uh, you know, the crown jewel there at 7 Eastern. But we've got a two-hour alumni day special for BYU Sports Nation. 5 Eastern, you can watch the spring scrimmage with the team. Let's go, Keaton Slovis and the boys. The alumni game. Oh, by the way, there's a volleyball match that night. Loaded Friday, March 31st. Up next, the new addition for BYU basketball that I'm sure President Reese is going to love and that hopefully helps improve three-point shooting overall. This is BYU Sports Nation. Church gyms? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store 
official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You can follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. I'm Spencer. He is Jerem. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. BYU Basketball Annex got an add-on to its shooting system this week with the NOAA Basketball Splashboard, not related to Waterman. Okay. A system that, although he'll use it, no, system splash. that uses cameras to tag shot data based on a player's face. BYU is the first school to have this. Not all NBA teams even have this quite yet. How do you think this helps the program? I have no idea, Jerem. <laughs> I have no idea other than it's just another new, more analytical way to track shots, form, consistency. Yeah, they, they implement this thing, they buy this software, and they set it up so that it will help your program. Now it's up to the players to make some more shots and say, ah, yeah, this was beneficial for us. It, it sounds good in theory. We won't really know until BYU's back in game scenarios and they're making more shots than they did the previous season. Yeah, we'll dig in and get more info. Uh, certainly want to go talk to Keegan Brown, uh, who's in charge of this with BYU. But there are things that we kind of learned from uh, Trevor Nell, who became the shot doctor, about, okay, what kind of arc do you need? Where is the ball landing in the rim? Where is it most successful when you get there? It's not necessarily about the form of a shooter, but someone, the tech is such that someone can just go in there and all the cameras recognize, oh, that's Spencer Linton, here's the data associated with his shots. Wild. That's pretty cool, this man. This is his general And again, arc. first NCAA team to do this, and not even all NBA teams have this technology, which is pretty stinking cool. This is Spencer Linton, 17% three-point shooter. <laughs> you just need the ball to get over the rim. Hey, once yeah. upon a time, I was 40-plus yeah. percent in high school. That's pretty it's good. It's been man. a long freaking time. You do need to shoot more than 12 shots, but yes. <laughs> Five for 12. Five for 12, 40%. <laughs> Forbes columnist Jim Williams telling 365 Sports that BYU specifically is the difference between 27 and 31 million dollars per team in the new Big 12 deal. Wow. By his estimate, the Cougars are worth an extra 4 million per team for the conference. Does 4 million sound about right? Well, I have a question about that because let's just, he said three to four mil. So let's say it's three. That's times 12. 36 times million? Times six, because it's a six-year deal. Is he saying BYU is worth 216 million over 60 years? Wow. Like, it, back in the day, I, argued, I argued that BYU was like equal value. They didn't add value. He's saying, no, they added Way a lot. Up. Which is awesome. Um, and, and that BYU was certainly a huge deal in that conversation among the new teams, which is validating, obviously, for BYU and whatnot. But that, that number he's putting out, that kind of difference, is incredible. And why the Pac-12 did not invite BYU sooner is amazing because, let's be honest, had BYU been invited to the Pac-12 at any point from 2010 to 2021, 20, yeah. they would have gone! Let's say the Pac-12 invited they would have BYU. Gone. Let's say they invited BYU in Houston, right? Now you're in Texas and you got BYU and you're feeling some solidarity. Yes, even if uh, USC and UCLA uh, move on, and maybe they don't, you know, who knows, probably do with the money. But that's wild, dude. That number is wild. Baseball scored 15 runs on 13 hits over Utah Valley yesterday. Well, the Cougars scored more than 15 in another game this year. Yes, it's college baseball. And there are so <laughs> many crazy. games left, especially in the West Coast Conference, which is a conference known for scoring a ton of runs. And BYU just played a 10-9 game against LMU in their series finale. 
Yeah, like it's college baseball. BYU's going to score more than 15 runs in at least one game the remainder of the I'd season. I'd love BYU to get to 20 in a game because that, that means we have position players pitching. Remember when they did against Utah five or six years ago? Early in the Littlewood era, no. they won 20 to three. That's awesome. Yeah, I that forgot about that one. That yeah. was fun. That's, why did I forget that one? That's true. <laughs> Former BYU basketball recruit, at least in the transfer portal, and Detroit Mercy guard Antoine Davis is back in the news because he says he was cheated out of a chance to break the great Pete Maravich's NCAA scoring record over a career. Now, the question here, Jeremy, is would Antoine have hit the record if he opted to come to BYU out of the transfer portal instead of staying at Detroit Mercy? <laughs> We'd like to think so, yes. He would have had uh, plenty of volume. I don't know. But um, I'm with Pistol Pete on this one. I'm sorry. Pistol Pete only played 83 games. Antoine played 61 more games. 144, which is crazy. And, and two no, full more seasons. And no three-point line. So Pistol Pete's the all-time leading scorer in, in college basketball yes. history, whether yes. you pass him up or not. No. no. It's, it's like Hank Aaron is the all-time home run leader still. Today. I know he wanted to play in the CBI, and he thought it was weird that people called and said, hey, don't, no, 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 don't invite Detroit Mercy. They were 14 and 19. Yeah. And again, he played two more full seasons compared he to He was Maravich. bothered people didn't want his team to continue playing. I could see that part, but like, dog, be you better played than, be better than 61 14, yeah. more games. Come be on, better man. than 14 and 19. And the rules are different now, acknowledge that. Japan won the World Baseball Classic last night, 3-2 against the United States. Came down to Angels teammate Shohei Otani pitching for Japan against United States Mike Trout. This in the was bottom awesome. of the ninth. Awesome. U.S. down one, run on, uh, one on. Uh, you know, Homer wins it. And Trout struck out. Uh, what yeah. BYU teammate matchup would you like to see in a winner-take-all scenario? I wish we had more options in basketball to think about and in baseball. It really, it That'd be comes... Jimmer versus Danny right? in the finals for, like, game seven. You know what I mean? That'd be spreading, wild. Spreading, you know, multiple decades Generation. there to make yeah. that happen. So... It has. It feels like it has to be football, but I, I would love to see something involving Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, probably matched up against Fred Warner, maybe in like an NFC title One game. of them at the goal line. Yes, like Taysom play. and Fred, or Jamal and Fred are meeting at the goal line in an overtime scenario, and the winner gets to go to the Super Bowl or something. Like That'd that, be gnarly. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay, baseball returns. The West Coast Conference play tomorrow as they try and score 16 runs uh, against St. Mary's 8 Eastern on BYU TV, the BYU TV app, and the BYU Radio app. Up next, the all-round champion. Her name is Lily Brooke. Incredible story, incredible para-athlete. She joins us next to talk about her road to the championship on BYU TV. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station, live from Studio B alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. You may be familiar with the BYU TV reality competition show, All Round Champion, which features youth athletes who compete in various events to be crowned the All Round Champion. Season five just came to a close and featured a number of outstanding para-athletes for the first time. In fact, Lily Brooke is the Season 5 All-Round Champion. She'll join us in just a moment, but first. I came here because I wanted to prove it to myself and everyone else who I am and what I am capable of. We are zooming, Lily! 
You're literally a natural. When I found out that she was a boxer, it made perfect sense because she has so much grit and so much determination. Go. Oh, lean forward. Oh. <laughs> I'm an athlete that never quits, no matter the circumstance. She's climbing up on her knees. Lily, so you have your own internal fire. Never let it go out. Amazing stuff right there. And it is our pleasure now to welcome in the all-round champion, Lily Brooke. To we got a champion on the program. Let's go. Very nice. Let's go. Congratulations, nice. Lily, on winning season five. Thank you so much. It was definitely a journey. Yeah. Uh, well, that's one word to explain it. How else would you explain it using a few more words competing in season five? Okay, competing in season five, it was really amazing being able to meet all the other athletes, but also to learn so many different sports and take the skills I learned in that to my own sport. What was the sport that you were like, hey, I've got this, no problem? And then what was the one where you were like, oh boy, this is going to be a challenge? I think swimming was one where I was actually super confident in. I've never done open water, though, so that's where it was kind of like, oh, no. <laughs> and then for the hardest sport, I would actually say that's climbing. I went into it completely not looking forward to it at all. Now, Lily, you just mentioned you learned a number of skills in some sports that you don't usually compete in that you can utilize in what you consider your strength. So what skills are they and how do they apply to your strength sports? Yeah, so I think the first one I want to start with is actually goal ball. So we were given eye shades, so we could not see anything, and we had to rely on our other senses. Now, in boxing, you have to rely on your eyesight, of course, but you also have to rely on so many other things. Like, you have to know when you touch the other boxer. You have to know, I don't know, like, you have to be able to hear how your other opponent is doing. So for me, taking the eye shades, having nothing except my hearing, my touch, that greatly helped me in being able to recognize those other senses in boxing. Mm. So I didn't originally know how important they were, but now after coming out of goal ball and noticing, okay, my sight isn't the only thing I have, I brought it back to boxing. You can watch Daredevil now and get it a little more, right? Um, <laughs> which is awesome. Okay, what were some of your favorite moments besides winning the competition uh, in participating in All Around Champion Season 5? Oh, goodness. There's so many moments that I could that come to my mind immediately. I think Sledge Hockey Week was probably one of my favorites. It was just a sport that I really enjoyed, and I was excited for it, right? It was Maggie's sport, the other athlete from Salmon Arms. So I was very excited for it. Another one that I think was so much fun was sailing. Now, I went into it kind of like, oh, this is going to be easy. But then I got out there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is hard. This is actually kind of <laughs> difficult. It's relaxing, but it's lots of fun. Lily Brooke is the Season 5 All-Round Champion, a competition series show on BYU TV. You mentioned your affinity for boxing, and you have a bright future in that. Um, walk us through what's going to happen in that sport, and how did you get involved in boxing to begin with in, in the para format? So boxing originally, this is kind of a funny story. So when I found out about my impairment, I stopped doing sports for about a year and a half, maybe two years. And then I decided, you know what, it's time for me to get out there again and find something different that I love. 
So I originally tried swimming and it wasn't my thing, not competing in it. I enjoyed swimming, but just not competitively. And I don't know how this came up, but I thought, you know what? Let's try boxing. There's a boxing gym in Seminarm. I might as well try it. So I got there. And on the first day, I fell in love with the sport. I will never forget that day. It was amazing. And at that time, I didn't have my sports wheelchair. So I was standing or sometimes I would have to sit on just a stool or something. So I started with that because whenever I hit the heavy bag, I would fall over because I didn't have the stability or muscle strength. Then after a few years of finding wheelchair basketball and paranordic sit skiing, I decided let's take the wheelchair and bring it into boxing. Now I was already aware that wheelchair boxing was a sport. I just, I don't know, it never came to my mind to bring my own wheelchair into boxing because I was the only para boxer who was at my gym. Now with all that boxing right now isn't a huge sport because I mean, it's just not known. It's very much still developing. I know one other man who is actually on all round champion as well. Leo Samarelli. Yeah. He was the first, one of the first like wheelchair boxers that I know of. And he was the one that really got me into boxing itself. So yeah, I think that's, generally how I got into boxing and then as for the future I don't know what's happening with boxing my goal is to keep boxing and spread the word about it because it is such an amazing sport not just wheelchair boxing but adaptive boxing in general like working with all the other athletes I was able to help them find their own adaptations without it being too difficult and that's what people don't understand is that boxing is actually quite adaptable which is why I want to show everyone just how adaptable it is and how much fun it can be. Hey, that's awesome. And I just watched Creed 3 a couple weeks ago, so boxing's on the mind, uh, which is great. What's next for you now that you've uh, won season five? So now that I've won season five of All-Iron Champion, of course, I am hopefully going to go out and spread the word. I just recently have started doing some bigger presentations within my hometown about adaptive sports and I'll talk about boxing. I'll talk about my time on all round champion. And I've also been talking about my other sports as well. So I'm hoping to get into public speaking a bit and just talk about my experience, talk about my journey, how I got there and where I'm going to go. So that's my route for boxing right now. Then I also have paranordic sit skiing. So I just went to Canada games for paranordic sit skiing and that was a huge goal of mine something i was really looking forward to and now that i've made it i'm not quite sure what's going to be next i'm going to keep training i'm going to still train as much as i have in the past and i'm going to see where it takes me and then wheelchair basketball which is another sport that i do that's the sport that i am currently hoping to train a lot in and hopefully go far in that's my goal so i'm going to nationals this year for wheelchair box for not not wheelchair boxing wheelchair basketball and then i'm going to continue training in my hometown and then with my team back in vancouver lily i see a lot of gold in your future fantastic you're an inspiration uh, we appreciate the attitude that you bring to sport and what you brought to byu tv congratulations once again thank you so much it was such an amazing experience
Fantastic. Lily, thank you so much for the time on BYUSN. She is the Season 5 All-Round Champion. Listen, we like talking to champs on this show, and Lily's a champion. Super cool, too, because that's a space that I think a lot of us that don't know are learning about, right? Like adaptive sports. For sure. And boxing and, uh, you know, uh, wheelchair basketball and, and whatnot. There's a lot out there, um, which is cool. And she's spreading the word. She's helping get the word out there, which is great. She's sailing. I mean, she's rock climbing. In season five. What can't she do is the question. <laughs> I think the, the answer is nothing. That's um, wild. She can do everything. Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, you can watch All Around Champion on demand for free anytime on the BYU TV uh, website, BYUtv.com, the app, or your mobile device, or on Roku. It's all free and available on demand. Go watch Lily win season five. It's on demand. Okay, softball hosts in-state rival Utah State tomorrow, Miller Park, for Eastern Time on the BYU TV app. And a rise and shout out for a final time. Whoosh, Kevin. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This program's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. There's a podcast as well. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, one year from now, who will be the best BYU NFL prospect? Coming off a Big 12 title. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes in from at 22KaiGuy on Instagram. He says, Ryan Rico. I'm sure others will be up there, but hashtag kickers are people too. He won't qualify. BYU will not have punted enough this year. <laughs> if he wins an award, but yeah, got to qualify. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, and we collectively give it to our fantastic 13th president of Brigham Young University, Kevin J. Worthen. I have an affinity for him because he signed off on me coming back to BYU. He had to okay my job. One of the questionable decisions that right? he made at BYU. Just kidding. Kevin's awesome. We love him. Love uh, him. He'll be in office till May 1st, so we still have for a while. Our thanks to today's guests, Fui Vakapuna and Lily Brook. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Richard Rucker, one of those fullbacks in the late 70s. We'll see you tomorrow back here in Studio B. Go Cougs and whoosh Kevin. Rich, you dog.